The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, I'm Samantha, and you're listening to All the Filthy Details, the literary lovesick podcast. Please don't forget me. We've made it into March, almost steak and blowjob day, and we've been busy. Not only have we been producing this raunchy, sensual podcast, but we've also been trying to create new ways for you to enjoy our content. One of the things we've been in the process of doing is creating a Patreon page. We plan to keep everything affordable while delivering exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. We'd appreciate all your support on this journey. Expect more details to follow soon. As usual, we have two stories from the Erotic Diary series and a special guest. In this episode, we're thrilled to be joined by erotic fantasy writer Porter Rains. Story time. This story is from The Erotic Diary of Isabel. Chapter 7, January 24th, 2020. Another Friday night working at the restaurant, but this time, Mr Mystery is back. He hadn't been here in almost a month, and I was starting to think he was never going to come back. I'm glad I decided to wear a tight black dress that was just as short as my red dress from New Year's Eve. I've been wearing tighter and shorter outfits recently. Scarlett and I were planning a shopping trip next week to get some extra goodies for me. She has convinced me that I need to invest in some lingerie if I was dead serious about my sex list, which I am. Mr Mystery was led to my section, and after grabbing a menu, I headed over. Long time no see, I said with a flirty smile as I handed him the menu. Hello, sweetness. I was busy at work. Couldn't get away. His voice was just as sexy as I remembered it being. I couldn't help but wonder what he would sound like with me on my knees. What do you do for work? I asked, instead of what I wanted to say to him. What colour are they tonight? He asked instead, giving a slight nod to my crotch. You'll see, I said with a sexy smile of my own. The heat flooded his eyes, and I knew he wanted me just as badly as I wanted him. The problem was, I didn't think I could wait another four hours before the place was closed. I'm sure you're hungry, but maybe you'd like dessert first. I have a break in two minutes. I'd love to have my dessert. Where? I'll back. Three minutes. Make sure you look up. With that, I walked away, making sure to sway my hips for him. I wasn't sure, but I could have sworn I heard him moan behind me. I knew I shouldn't be doing this, but I did have a 15-minute break coming up, and if we were smart, we wouldn't get caught. The first thing I did was go into the ladies' room and remove my black thong. I knew he would want it. It should bother me that he was once again getting a pair of my underwear and I would be going pantyless for the rest of the night, but it only turned me on more. With my thong tucked away into my dress, I headed out back. The back of the building had an old fire escape all the way up to the roof. We could go part way up and be protected from any wandering eyes. I'd just made my way up about halfway when Mr Mystery was walking down the alley. I leaned against the railing and watched as he looked up. I gave him a flirty smile, and he quickly made his way to the stairs and up to me. I knew what he wanted. 
But tonight was also going to be about what I wanted. And what I wanted was his dick in my mouth. As he reached me, I didn't even give him a second before I was gently pushing him back against the wall, putting my mouth close to his. I spoke. I believe it's my turn for a taste. Be my guest, sweetness. He said with a purr in his voice. I undid his belt and pants. I could feel him hard already and it was only making me wetter. After freeing his hard on, I got down on my knees and gave him a good long lick, causing him to moan. Pull your dress up and spread your legs nice and wide. Show me my dessert. I did as he ordered, and I found myself getting wetter and wetter by the second. I couldn't wait anymore. I needed to taste him. I had never given head before without a condom, and I found myself excited to be able to feel his flesh in my mouth. I wrapped my lips around his tip and gave a little suck, getting his pre-cum in my mouth. It wasn't as sweet like me, but it wasn't sour like I thought either. He tasted good, and I wanted more. I took him all the way in my mouth, down to his base. The moan that escaped his mouth was intoxicating. Touch yourself. I want to watch you suck my dick and finger fuck yourself. But don't come. I want to taste your juices on my tongue again. He ordered with a husky voice. I moaned at the order and did as I was told. I had masturbated before, but always alone. Knowing he was watching and getting turned on even more only encouraged me. I timed it right so that I would have my finger slide into my quim as I took him deep in my mouth moaning and sending vibrations of pleasure into him. Oh, fuck. So sexy. He moaned. He wrapped his hand in my hair and started to thrust his hips forward. I knew he was getting closer. I could feel him getting harder in my mouth. The feel of his hot flesh against my tongue was driving me crazy. I wanted more of him. I didn't want this to end. And now more than ever, I wanted to know what it felt like to have his hot cum in my mouth. I wanted to taste all of him, and I wanted it now. I picked up my pace, making sure he was all the way inside of my mouth as I did. My added speed encouraged him to pick up the pace with his thrust. Fuck, I'm gonna come. If you don't want it in your mouth, now's the time to move. My mouth was the only place I wanted it. I moved my hands over to his hips to ensure he wouldn't pull back. Oh, fuck. You want a drink? I got a big one coming your way. He picked up the pace with his hips to the point he was just fucking my mouth. And I loved every second of it. Every time his tip hit the back of my throat, I was wishing it could go deeper. I couldn't stop moaning, and when he finally released his hot cum into my mouth, I thought for sure I was going to cum myself right then and there. I felt him pulsing against my tongue, and vaguely I wondered what it would feel like deep inside my quim. He continued to squirt rope and after rope of cum in my mouth and I gladly swallowed it all. When his pulsing stopped, I didn't. I sucked on his tip, making sure I got every last drop of him. He hissed at the sensitivity but made no move to pull away. I finally released him when he had gone soft, but I wasn't on my knees for very long. He grabbed my arms and pulled me up, pushing my back against the wall and lifting my right leg and placed it on the railing next to him. Then he was down on his knees, and his tongue was deep inside of me once again. I quickly covered my mouth to prevent a scream that was building from being released. Between playing with myself and having the taste of him in my mouth, I was already on the edge, and it wouldn't take much to push me over. He sensed that I was close, and he moved his hand and began to rub my clit. I grabbed the railing in an effort to keep myself upright. My legs were shaking from my need, and with a powerful force, I was coming. Uh, uh. 
I bit my lip to keep the scream in, but a very long and deep moan escaped. He continued to lick and fuck me with his tongue as I continued to pulse, and even after. The sensitivity was insane. I had never come more than once before, never believed it was possible. Right in this moment, I was seriously starting to wonder. Sensing that I was too sensitive, he stood up and once again pulled me in for a heated kiss. The taste of him on my tongue mixed with the taste of me on his. This caused me to moan once again. I would never get tired of that taste. He pushed himself against me, and I could feel his growing erection once again. He was ready for a whole other round, and I would have happily given it to him if I had the time. After a moment, he pulled back and we were both breathing heavy. Next time, I will be having you in my bed all night, he promised. My body tingled at hearing the words next time. He wanted more, and I was hoping he wanted it just as badly as I did. Can't wait, I said. He pulled back and we began to fix ourselves quickly. I pulled out my thong and handed it to him. We made our way down the stairs, him holding my hand to ensure I wouldn't trip. A surprisingly gentleman thing for him to do that I did not expect. Once at the bottom, he pulled me in for one last kiss before he turned to leave. But I couldn't help but ask. Hey, how many pairs of women's underwear do you have exactly? Including this one, two. A very sexy red thong. The flirty smirk had my heart fluttering. I didn't know if he was telling the truth, but right now I was all too happy to believe him. With a wink, he turned and headed off, leaving me with no choice but to go back to work and try to ignore the wetness between my legs. I headed back inside and did everything I could to pretend like everything was normal. I headed over to my purse and checked my phone real quick. There were texts from Scarlett that I would answer later, but also another text from the same unknown number. Do you enjoy being a slut? Dirty girls deserve to be punished. I can't wait to punish you, Izzy. I froze. I had received a text from this number before, but I thought it was just a wrong number type of deal. It wasn't unheard of, but now my name was attached to it. Whoever this was knew my name. This couldn't be a mistaken identity situation. This was for me. Who sent it? I had no idea. I hadn't changed my number when I moved, but now I was thinking I should. I don't know who this was, but I wasn't going to let it get to me. It was probably just Christopher being an arse and punishing me for whatever is going on between him and Hattie. That's all this was. When I go to the mall with Scarlett, I'll change my number and that will be that. I quickly deleted the message and put my phone away. I had to get back to work. Remember, if you need more erotica, you can purchase all these books on Amazon or read them using a KDP subscription. Please consider reviewing them to help visibility of the brand. Time for a quick shout out. Blog readers, consider checking out Liz Black X's website. You can expect to find sexually themed articles, BDSM erotica, sex toy reviews, and more. Liz is also a prolific writer of books, which you can also find on her website. The link is in the description. It's time for our spotlight on eroticists. Welcome, Porter. We've been reading The Fantasexual Encounters of Isaac Eden, a marvelous read filled with erotic mysticism. Your style of erotica to many may seem rather unique, where do you draw most of your inspiration from? Ooh, fantasy is by far my favorite genre. 
Uh, I read tons of fantasy novels, watch a bunch of fantasy movies. Uh, it's what I primarily publish under my real name, which means, yes, Porter Reigns is my pseudonym. Um, if I were to go by the name on my birth certificate, it's so unremarkably plain and unsexy that I would be afraid I wouldn't even get any readers to begin with. Uh, as for the premise for the fantasexual encounters of Isaac Eden, uh, I derived that plot from a fantasy comedy novel I started writing a while back. I never intended on making it erotic in the slightest, but when I decided to launch my erotica brand, I figured it was the perfect launch pad for the series. I say that because most of my stories follow the same formula. Uh, my goal is to snap the reader out of their evening funk. Maybe they had a rough day at the office, someone stole their stapler, maybe an unpleasant customer came into the store that day and they had to deal with them. Um, so what I like to do is I like to make them laugh, get them in good spirits, get them in a giddy mood, and once I've accomplished that, I like to uh, flip on the red light, so to speak. Um, I like to think of my stories as the perfect date night. I visit the local laugh shack for a few chuckles, and by the end of the night, uh, finger banging on the couch. Isaac's journey so far spans three books. Is there a plan for a fourth? There is. Uh, I've yet to approach anything remotely salacious, unfortunately. Uh, I tend to spread myself a little thin when it comes to my writing projects, so I may not be as high output as most authors out there. But I can tell you one thing at least, uh, I don't think it'll be too much of a spoiler as my titles are pretty transparent about the type of partner Isaac's betting in that particular installment. But the next mythical encounter involves a changeling, which I'm really looking forward to writing out that scene. If you could choose to possess fantasy-style abilities for sexual and non-sexual reasons, what powers would you choose for each, respectively? <laughs> Um, I'd have to say, come on command, uh, that or voice activated libido or something. Not that I have trouble in either of those apartments. Uh, <clears throat> as for my non-sexual superpower though, my wife and I have actually discussed this at length. Uh, so my choice would be teleportation. Uh, my wife and I both like to travel a lot. And by that, I mean, we like to arrive places. So I'd use my teleportation to skip the journey and arrive directly at the destination. Your latest book isn't in the fantasy genre. What can you tell us about it? Mm, yes, the Coca Curriculum. That publication is about 10% story, 90% sex, uh, to the pleasure or dismay of my audience. As for the story aspect, it's about a line cook in his early 20s named Reed Rosia. Uh, he's, it begins with him training the staff of a newly opened uh, branch restaurant. Uh, whilst teaching a new hire the ropes, the manager approaches him for some help interviewing a candidate for the bartender position. Upon visiting the manager's office, who does Reed find sitting in the hot seat? None other than his former teacher and high school crush, Miss Talia Lane. As for the divergence from the fantasy setting of my flagship series, I figured having a story more grounded in our reality would help broaden my audience a bit. Not only that, but with the Fantasexual Encounter series, I'm being progressive in the way I introduce kinks into the story. Each installment will gradually become more risque, so to speak. Uh, with the cougar... That's a tongue twister. The cougar curriculum. Why did I name it that? I wasn't bound by this formula, so I was able to flex my muscles a bit and include many kinks in one story. It's definitely one of my more niche stories. What's next for Porter Reigns? Um, 
Like I said before, I tend to stretch myself a bit thin between writing projects. I'm currently working on a fantasy title under my actual name. I write for a scripted podcast series currently, and I'm plugging away at the next installment of Isaac Eden's Adventure. Uh, There are a few other projects sprinkled in between, but I have no problem keeping myself busy. For those unfamiliar with you, how can people follow your brand on the web? Branding is my kryptonite! (sighs) But I find it very hard to market myself, so I only exist on one platform so far, which is Twitter. Or Twitter, but I tend to update that quite often. So if people are interested in finding out what I have lined up down the pipeline, they can follow me at, at Porter Reigns on Twitter. Would you like to give us a preview of something you've been working on? I would love to read you guys an excerpt from Isaac Eden's new joint. Unfortunately, as I mentioned before, I haven't written anything remotely salacious, so I don't think it would be befitting of this podcast. Instead, let me treat you to an excerpt from my latest story, The Cougar Curriculum. He turned into the empty parking lot of Daisy Dwellings, the only lights to guide his path being the motel's half-lit roadside and the dim glow emanating from the front lobby, where Reed spied the front desk attendant head down on the counter. He traveled down the line of rooms, arriving at the furthest most space from the entrance, He was the only one staying at this dump, yet the front desk attendant still saw it suitable to board him at the furthest of the eight rooms. Reed parked his car and navigated his way through the gloomy parking lot to his motel room door. Inside, he immediately stripped down, ditching his kitchen, scented clothes in the far corner of the room, and turned on the shower. Despite the dingy, unkempt atmosphere of the motel's exterior, the water heater was apparently in tip-top shape, as the bathroom quickly filled with steam from the the hot shower head. Reed allowed the stench of the kitchen line to filter down the drain and took a few extra minutes in the shower to truly soak in the warmth. When he finished, he dried off, hopped naked atop the firm mattress of the queen-sized bed, and flicked on the television. It was close to midnight, so the only station remotely watchable at this point was a local sports center knockoff featuring some tipsy-looking chatterboxes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Greg, you see, he's got no weapons. He's got no weapons and his arm is shot. He's a bum, stuttered the raggedy host. The show was quickly losing Reed's focus, and his eyelids began to feel heavier and heavier. A sudden rapping on the room's door sent a surge of adrenaline through Reed. He shot up from the bed and wrapped the towel around his waist. Who in the world would be knocking on his door this late at night and this far from the main road? He'd eaten at the restaurant, so it couldn't have been a delivery driver, and the front desk attendant had been fast asleep when he'd pulled in. Reed cautiously approached the door, careful not to make a sound, and peered through the peephole. His heart pounded in his chest. He was in disbelief at what he saw. Were his eyes playing tricks on him? He swiftly opened the door. Miss Lane? He said in a high-pitched tone. She stood just beyond the threshold, looking even more alluring than before. Her straight black hair spilled over her shoulders, framing her aging yet elegant face. Her green eyes burrowed into his, and her slender, delicate nose tugged at the top of her plump upper lip accentuated by pink lipstick. Her bony clavicle, buxom cleavage, pointed shoulders, and slender arms were exposed, and a white-purple sundress clung tightly to her sylph-like physique. She wore red heels over her dainty feet. In her hands, she held a gift basket filled with fresh fruits. The moonlight emphasized her porcelain complexion. I, I, God, I hope this isn't too weird, but I thought you might want some fresh fruits. There aren't many good eateries around here, so I just wanted to make sure you were being fed well. 
She removed a hand from the basket to twirl anxiously at the end of her hair. Her eyes lowered, and it was then that Reed remembered he had no shirt on. I'm sorry, let me get a shirt on, said Reed, frenzied. Here, come in. You, you can place the basket over there at the table. She stepped through the door frame and closed the door behind her. No, no need to dirty any clothes on my account. It, it's not like I haven't seen it all before. Reed tilted his head at her quizzically. Oh, during the, the homecoming game, your senior year, she said. You'd taken your shirt off at the end of the game. Oh, Reed said, laughing nervously. I, I did, didn't I? He eyed the fruit basket. Thank you so much, by the way. There's only so much sea brisk I can eat before I keel over. Reed grabbed an apple from the basket and took a bite. Y you want anything? I, I couldn't eat all this by myself. No, not right now, but thank you, she said. How How'd you know I was here anyways? You told me, remember? During our interview, that is? She responded. Jaime told me training would wrap up by half past ten, so I figured I'd be safe coming around here around midnight. Oh, well, I really do appreciate it. I feel somewhat guilty ending our conversation earlier. That, that's why I thought I'd come by. It's nice to catch up with past students of mine. Definitely. Reed sensed her apprehension. Please, sit. Miss Lane lowered herself slowly into the room's lone recliner, making sure to tug at the bottom of her tiny dress to avoid exposing her nether regions. She crossed her lean thighs, and Reed saw in awe of how smooth they looked. He quickly averted his gaze upon recognizing he'd been staring much too long. Miss Lane had noticed his appraisal. Reed nervously cleared his throat. Y you sure I can't get you anything? Miss Lane smiled knowingly at him. There was a sudden and complete shift in her trepidation. She appeared cocksure. Actually, Reed, I wouldn't mind a pair, she said. There should be one buried at the bottom of the basket. Reed reached into the fruit basket, pushing aside the apples and bananas to find the pear she'd requested. Only he didn't find anything that resembled a pear. Instead, he felt the cold touch of metal. What's this? he said, pulling at the metal bets at the bottom of the basket. He couldn't help but be struck aghast at what he withdrew. Handcuffs. What the? He whispered, reaching into the basket again. Up came yet another pair of handcuffs. He dangled them in front of his eyes, expecting to suddenly become enlightened by their presence. He turned toward Miss Lane to gauge a reaction. He found her leaning forward in the chair, her palms face up and her wrists tightly pressed together. I'm tired of always being the disciplinarian, she whispered. Her sexual energy was palpable. Do what you will. Her brow was furrowed and lips pursed. She was practically pleading with Reed to satisfy her desires. Porter, it's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. It's been great to share my story and thank you for giving me the platform to do so. Have a good one. If you write erotica and you'd like to be featured in an interview on the show, please reach out to us. It's quick, easy, and free. New erotica releases to look out for this month. Varix Valentine, sci-fi alien bride erotica by Kyra Keys, contains several short alien erotica stories geared towards women. Hell by Montgomery Quinn, set in a dystopian future. This book has violence and gore, warnings attached. The Threesome Agreement by Philip Mitchell Stein. A relationship threatened by a sexless marriage is subject to a reluctant agreement, one which would see a wife of a husband in ill health take on two additional lovers. You've been listening to all the filthy details. Time for our next story. This one is from The Erotic Diary of Danielle. Chapter 1, January 1st, 2020 
Some succeed because they are destined to, but most succeed because they are determined to. Henry Van Dyke. I really like that quote. I like it because I think it really reflects how I live my life. I didn't have the best childhood, and I think seeing the struggles and sacrifices my parents had to make made me see the world in a different way. The way I see it, there are those who hustle and those who get left behind. I've always been scheming and looking for a payday. Sometimes it's just a quick pound here or there. Other times it's the payout of a lifetime. Even today I have multiple paydays lined up. I have a gig with Martina at noon, a date with some businessman hotshot at three, and then I'm working at the restaurant in the evening. Martina's a chick friend of mine. She thinks she's a hustler, but in reality she's just getting left behind, and she doesn't even know it. I pretend to be her gal pal and this and that, and chance her up over drinks, but I really couldn't care less about her. As long as she's bringing in the work, that's all I care about. And that's exactly what this gig at noon is. See, she's managed to stockpile herself a nice little pile of stolen electronics. Phones, laptops, tablets, you name it, she has it. And the criminals around here are always in need of extra phones and things like that. It's just one more way to throw off the cops. So around noon, her and I are going to meet up with some local dudes and drop off the stolen goods. According to her, they're going to pay a pretty penny for the goods. Then I take my share of the profits, and just like that, I've secured another payday. I had to drive us both to the drop-off location because she got her license suspended. I'm telling you, she's not the brightest girl in the world. She got pulled over for drunk driving and straight up told the cops that she was drunk off her ass. Can you believe it? Anyway, got to the drop-off location, some seedy-looking abandoned car park. There was one other car there, and four people were in it. They got out, we approached each other, they tried to look tough in front of us, but they didn't want any trouble. We traded the electronics for cash, and within ten minutes, we were back on the road. Martina began to sort through the cash, saying, Okay, so your share is... But I quickly cut her up. Oh no, you don't, I said, deftly snatching the bag of cash from her hand. She was clearly offended. So to make my point, I asked her, Martina, what's twelve multiplied by ten? She sat there for a moment, stumped, before letting out a defeated sigh. Exactly, I said. I'll sort the cash... You just do the stealing. I dropped her off at a house I didn't recognise. She said it was her dealer's house and was going to spend the rest of her share of the money on drugs. I'm telling you, nobody these days knows how to hustle as I do. Everybody blows their money on stupid shit like drugs. Me? I keep my earnings to myself. I'm like a dragon hoarding its treasure. As soon as I drop her off, I was already driving towards my next payday. Some businessman I met at Legna a week ago was feeling brave and asked me if I had some special menu items that were only available to him. It was one of the worst pickup lines I had ever heard. Regardless, I slipped in my number because I figured I could suck some money out of him by sucking something else on him, if you know what I mean. He also made a big mistake by giving me his business card. I say it was a big mistake because a quick Google search reveals that he's married and has kids. When I read that, all I saw was money signs. Not only was he paying me to fuck him, but he let me pick the hotel we were going to hook up in. Little does he know that I'm going to plant a camera in the room and use that sex tape to blackmail him. It was the perfect scheme. I got up to the hotel room half an hour before he did, which was more than enough time to set up. All I had to do was put my phone in my purse with the camera just barely peeking out and had a wide-angle shot of the whole room so it would capture everything. I changed out of my normal clothes into some nice, lacy lingerie. I figured that if I was going to blackmail him, I might as well look sexy doing it. He knocked on the hotel door, and I called out, Mr. Fields, is that you? It is. 
he responded. Perfect. Audio evidence of him at the scene of the crime. I opened the door and ushered him inside. He was in awe of my scantily clad body. He looked like he'd never seen a naked woman before. Poor guy. Must rarely get laid or something, because he sure was excited. He stood there awkwardly for a few seconds, like he didn't know what to do with a beautiful, almost naked escort standing right in front of him. I take cash payment up front, by the way, I said, trying to move things along. We had agreed on a price when he met me for the first time at the restaurant. I inflated my hourly rate because I knew he was rich, and he could take the financial hit. I almost felt bad when he agreed on the price, because he was so drunk. I could have told him that my rate was a million pounds per hour, and he still would have agreed. From his pockets, he pulled out a sizable wad of cash and handed it over. I counted it, and my payment was all there. Five thousand pounds. God. Even just writing that number gives me such a rush of adrenaline. Like I said before, most people spend their money on drugs to get high. But I get high on making money, if that makes any sense. I accepted the cash and put my arms on his shoulders, moving in for a kiss. The easiest part about being an escort was the sex, in my opinion. Most rich people like this guy are either inexperienced or really nervous so they don't last very long. We kissed for a little bit before he pushed me down onto the bed and had me spread my legs for him. The lingerie I was wearing had gaps in some major erogenous zones like the breasts and vagina, giving him easy access to me. To my surprise... What I felt at my entrance was not his dick, but his mouth. He wanted to go down on me. In all my years of being an escort, the number of men who wanted to eat me out could be counted on one hand. His tongue lapped at my pussy, exploring my entrance, and every now and then, we would give some attention to my clit. He was better than I expected at eating pussy, and by the end of it, he actually made me pretty wet with the work his tongue did on me. Eventually, though, I heard his pants unzip and dropped to the floor. He stood at the edge of the bed with his hard dick in hand. As I got into position to suck him off, I wrapped my lips around his head and bobbed up and down, swirling my tongue around his frenulum for some added pleasure. I made eye contact with him the whole time, because I know how that gets most guys even more turned on. I was fondling his balls in one hand, and I started talking dirty to see if I can get him to come quicker. You like that? I asked. You like that when I drool and spit all over your hard cock. He moaned louder as I stroked his glistening dick and said filthy things to him. I felt his hands grab the back of my head and push me down onto his cock. He was pumping his hips harder and faster, cramming as much of himself down my throat as he could. I moaned and groaned with his penis down my throat like it was the best dick I had ever had. Oh, fuck. I'm gonna come. He announced. Seconds later, his muscles tightened up and he did his last few triumphant humps as he shot his load down my throat. After he came, it was pretty much over. He pulled his softening cock out of my mouth, pulled up his pants, thanked me, and quickly walked out of the room. And just like that, I secured another payday. £5,000. For less than 20 minutes of work. Pretty good if you ask me. And I got my pussy eaten too, which was an added bonus. I went over to the phone to see what it recorded. Fortunately, it captured everything. There were very clear shots of him showing his face when he thrust himself into my mouth. I was giddy with excitement over this new blackmailing opportunity. All of the Erotic Diary series titles can now be purchased in one book. The Erotic Diary series, Season 1, The Complete Anthology. 
you'll get the erotic diaries of Isabel, Danielle, Scarlett, and the Liaisons Anthology presented in a single timeline, plus a bonus chapter ahead of Season 2. All links can be found in the description. You've been listening to all the filthy details. The Literary Lovesick Podcast. Thanks for joining us. See you soon!